my peace of mind Keep loose all the stuff that's undefined I have few things I'm sure of Not much else falls in line well, let's begin. Hey, my, I'm Greg, and this is our finally episode of Ask Mom, Dad. But not final, right? Fin yeah, finally. finally. It's our finally episode because it has been <laughs> so flipping long since we've done an episode of Ask Mom and Dad. We um, decided maybe we should pick that up again. Well, that's not entirely <laughs> no, true. We've been trying to for a few months now. <laughs> Get back. To at least. At least. Because we really had some fun things to talk about. We also had a lot of things going on. Yeah, a lot's been changing in our world and we are in the process of that. And so we're trying to figure out how to do this uh, podcast, continue to do this podcast remotely, meaning that we are always going to be remote. And currently we are <laughs> loose. Well, we're, we're not tethered to a ground immobile. We're, we're tethered to a, a moving unit, basically. We are um, in transition to another location in the country and currently we are in smoke-filled um, Carson City, Nevada, mm -hmm. and uh, while the smoke is not down in the valley, we're at a, friend's, at a friend of ours' house. We're going to be doing a little thing with them this weekend at their church, uh, Common Ground, um, Carson City, and uh, church, and we're looking forward to that. But uh, we wanted to get back on, reestablish that we're here. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. I mean, truthfully, if you're watching or listening to this, you should have some idea how to find us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on other streaming podcast platforms, I believe. We are um, on YouTube. You can find us by going to YouTube and searching specifically for our name and then continuing to look until you find people that look remotely <laughs> like us. Um, if you want that to change, then what you need to do is find about 100 of your friends and have them subscribe <laughs> on YouTube. And when they do that, we can specify. So we'll come to the top? Or yeah, we'll come to the top. We need uh, to get past that first goal of having more than two listeners yeah, or viewers. <laughs> and so um, anyway, we're, we're here today and we're just going to have a brief conversation about just what's been on our mind. Um, Tanya, do you want to just kind of is there any more update that should be added about where we've been or what we're up to? Um, the transition of not having children with us of oh, any yeah. way, shape, or size. We are newly empty odd. nesters. Well, we've been talking about that for a little while because our youngest finally decided to um, go ahead and move out. He has a friend that he got an apartment with. So I that's, need to learn to be on my own, Mom. That's just, good, and we've been working with him on that a little bit. It's just been harder than we expected, I think, to not be needed by our kids although that's that's been transitioning for a while where we're needed in a different way I guess with adult children and their struggles and whatever still hopefully calling on us now and then and missing us like we miss them but it's a new phase I guess for us to maybe in this um, setting we're hoping to maybe start challenging other parents to do a little bit of what we did only in the sense that we really did try our our, um, I guess, try to set in motion that priority of taking responsibility for our children and their um, their outlook on life, their worldview, as well as the way they see education and um, their life goals and uh, dreams and whatever, however you might say that. Those are <laughs> so good words. Life all goals, those, yeah. yeah, all those things are what we're going to be talking about in this church setting. Um, Sunday night with our friend Ben Wood. Um, kind of exciting, but just different because from this perspective now, we don't have that at home 
to discuss with our kids. We're just kind of talking to other parents, maybe going through some of the same things. We had two young making decisions, trying to figure out life and then trying to, uh, trying to, well, try to set in motion what you believe into your children. Setting in motion what you believe is a good, is, a, is I think we're, we're going to wind up spending a lot of time. So this Sunday night, as you've already referenced, we're going to be uh, involved in a, they're doing a sermon series at their church. So it's not like a conference or anything. We're going to be doing it, doing a little bit of just the application of what does it mean to take charge of your family, particularly for us, we're going to talk about education a little bit because we, um, we odd schooled all of our children. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, best way that's not about, maybe we should just call it odd schooling. Um, <laughs> and we'd probably get more followers if we just titled something odd schooling. Um, but in, in the sense that idea. with um, seven children and um, eight really in the end, because we picked up a teenager along the way, we, um, we did not school our children exactly the same. The same. Yeah. Um, there's, there's something to be said about following the steps of the Lord. Um, Proverbs tells us that man plans, makes plans. It's the joy of men to make plans, actually. Yeah. I think that's the idea. Man plans his way. And, and, I, and I think you know, sad, there's, a, there's yeah. an enjoyment in making, this is the dream. This mm-hmm. is what we're going to do. And then man lives the rest of his life frustrated because nothing that he planned <laughs> happens. It worked out the right Or at worse, it happens exactly as he planned and there was no interest in it because the actual carrying out the plan was, well then sometimes there's just not satisfaction in not having some surprises along the way. Does that make sense? It could be, I guess. Although most people encounter surprises and most people encounter, yeah, I was going to say challenges is a better way to put that. The rest of that verse is, but the Lord orders his steps. And what we, what we experienced was you make some plans, you, you think you're deciding some things and then this or that can derail it or take it down another path that you may not have expected. expected. But what we're going to be talking about, I think, is how how you make some upfront decisions about the principles you're going to stand on. And that in the long run helps you make decisions when even in the middle of it, you think, oh, well, OK, I guess we could do it that way. <laughs> or yeah. whatever. And I want to be real clear, too. I want to say one thing is false and then another thing is true. The, the, I want you to know that it is, the, it is not a Bible verse. It says a failure to plan is a plan for failure. That yeah, is, no, that's it's true. a great it's bumper sticker, <laughs> but it's not a Bible verse. But then also the Bible says a great deal about planning and how important it is that we have sure. good counselors. And, right. and it also says a great deal about not planning alone. That's what I mean by great counselors, but yeah. the right kind of counselors in our lives. Well, and the right kind of planning, like that's what we're going to talk about yeah. is how much of your life do you actually have control of that you can actually plan. That's what I think that verse is saying. A man finds joy maybe in making his plans, but God's the one that orders the steps. So you may enjoy that part. Maybe you're a thinker, an organizer, or a dreamer even, Mm. and you make those sorts of plans. But the bottom line is none of that's really in your control. So the idea of understanding the right plans makes a difference. The, The right part of the plan, maybe. For us, it would be again, a principle of a foundational thought that uh, for me, it was that I wanted my kids, uh, like my mother always said, to think a little bit more like I do as I read the Bible and interpret life. Basically what I'm saying is I want them to think um, scripture first 
and out from that in, you know, into the world, as opposed to, it seems the world wants to say, go along, enjoy this or that, encounter this or that, and then make a decision. But you don't do that. If you're, if you're a Christian and your life has been given to Jesus as he has laid your foundation, he has told you, I am your rock. I am your foundation. Then out from that is where you make decisions rather than as you encounter them and decide because that's sinking. Yeah, that would be my my (laughs) default setting is as you go, figure it out, which is not a good default (laughs) setting. I mean, it is a good setting unless you're like we were driving through the California mountains coming here this week. And as you're driving along, if you don't have a full tank of gas, there's nowhere for a long time. (laughs) So, you know, to not take a moment and say, hmm, maybe I need to think that there may be a state of time where there might be needs that would arise. Uh, could be is default is a problem, mm-hmm. but but then on the other side of that, where and, and I guess you're more the is your default setting. Would you see your default settings plan? Like I said, mine yeah, just it definitely experience is. It, and yours is plan. But and it's more that I just um, I I'm apt to look backwards too much, so I want to think forward in order to not have to look backwards. <laughs> Maybe that's how I should put that. My um, <laughs> thinking forward so that you don't regret it when you look back. Right, exactly. Oh, okay, okay. I got so you. the idea isn't that I'm a great planner, but it is that I will think ahead of things because I don't want to end up in this or that situation. Ultimately, mm-hmm. making a stoop. You know, in other words, like you're saying, making a stoop. I want to finish that. Said, <laughs> well, well, if you don't make those plans ahead of time or those thought, if you don't prepare, like the whole yeah. Boy Scout, be always be prepared kind of thing, then you will end up in situations where. You haven't decided at all. So therefore, what do you do now? Yeah. Well, I'm, that's how I see life. You know, if I don't want to end up over here, having not kind of thought, what if I end up over here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not in a fearful way, because there's some people who approach life with fear, I think. So therefore, they have to plan out. And that causes them to be almost the opposite to me, uh, where the OCD comes in where if it doesn't go just right, then they panic and, and it causes, you know, actual stress. Whereas yeah. to me, I'm trying to avoid stress. So I'm going to think of how to kind of be prepared, but, but yet knowing there's going to be challenges. I, I'm thinking what you, you referenced the Boy Scout thing, be prepared. <laughs> and, and then in just there talking about OCD, I think there's a, there's an, it's an important thing to realize planning is not controlling. Yeah. The idea behind the Boy Scout be prepared is be prepared have the tools yeah necessary to address a circumstance that might arise right and so for me in um but i think i think maybe that's that's uh don't run off in the desert without having gas or having you know that's not a tool that might arise that's actually being ready to go through it but you know without well, oh, don't go off in the desert without a jack and a spare tire and say in case something arises yeah. you can change that tire well and the thought of a boy scout is to be safe or to think of safety zones right so the idea is that our lives bring well, to provide but they because it's they, they want to be able to survive in the wilderness right. it's not just safety it's providing so they have to be able to right, catch exactly. and fish so and clean it too. and all that kind of that's all those badges that, well, that's the, what that I'm I never trying to say earned, is their understanding of their mission is mm-hmm. survival. Okay. I think that's where I'm trying to get back to. Our understanding of life is that where do we want to end up? Do we want to end up having just, um, like you said earlier, just gone, gone through life taking it as it comes, yeah. um, dealing with it as it goes. That's very kind of, to me, that's a 
sort of shallow way to approach life. If you're a deeper thinker, you're going to instead have some goals or some thoughts of where you want this to land. You know, to me, having trusted in God really young and thankfully having been steered that way from my home on my mother's love for Jesus and my father's stability of our home gave me an understanding of what I want this life to look like. So what, where am I going? What am I doing? Well, early on when you and I got married, one of them was that I wasn't going to marry someone who wasn't on that same path. Yeah. I didn't share those foundational Mm -hmm. beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we were different people having been raised differently and having a lot of different approaches to life, we we were both on mission. We were both thinking Mm -hmm. really to give our lives back to God who had given, given us his life and, and ours to live, you know? So same be being true for children. When we had children, we started having children are thinking about that. We're thinking now, what do we want theirs? Where do we want their lives to end up? And I think that's where parents sometimes forget. They're not just having children because they're capable of it or because even because even if it's a gift from God, they might see it that way. But why is it that God gave them those children? Yeah, There's and that's another entirely or, thing. Is even if you yeah. even if you aren't planning to have kids and you wind up having kids, it's like, oh no, I didn't plan this, so get rid of the kid. This seems <laughs> exactly. to be an American. Approach. No, oh, yeah. what I'm trying to say is you, that that's the point where. There's a couple of things that I've been hanging on to the thought. Mm-hmm. One of them, um, I'm going to get back to the control um, issue real quick. Okay. Um, and uh, and then if I don't, I forget, remind me about the um, <laughs> plan thing. Come back to what trusting God, because you you're talking about God has a reason for that. Okay. Uh, but on the plan thing real quick, the dysfunction of, um, just to say this, if it hasn't already been put out there. If, you, if you're planning a thing and it doesn't go as you plan, in other words, first off, number one thing. Nothing ever goes as you plan it. You've yeah. already said that. <laughs> right. right. But if it doesn't, and that somehow exactly. derails your ability to move forward, you didn't plan, you set up a control. Oh. And okay. so what you're trying to say is now I can't, because it didn't go, it's like um, the difference in, um, I don't know, the, just the, the fuse is blown and there's no fuse to replace it. It's, just, you know, it's like, uh, oh, the fuse blew. Get a new fuse, put it in there. Um, or uh, so you set up a control. So if you're if you're trying to make sure that everything goes exactly as you do it, you're not trying to engage a world that's living independently of you. Right. Um, and because it lives independently of you, it's only um, loosely predictable. Does that make sense? You have some patterns of predictability and you have to learn how to live and move and and weave through those patterns because ultimately only God is the authority over all things. Yeah. And what and comes your way, control. as the Jewish people say, gamzulatova. If it's a bad thing, that means, well, it's for the good. Um, if it's a good thing, it's for the good. You know, it's a different attitude. It's for God. It's to the glory of God. This is to God's glory. And, um, and so the... Uh, we're not talking about planning for this, uh, or even going through life thinking it's got to go exactly as I want to. All you're going to wind up is angry, frustrated, and possibly right. you know, a terrible human being. Well, which is others. why we're talking about a foundation. That's why right. we're saying. Which, which is the foundation. If the foundation rests on you, it's a sandy foundation. Yeah, Jesus exactly. warns us of a sandy foundation. Now, if to but your the, point a minute ago about God being, ah, refresh, bring me up to where do we leave off? I told you to bookmark that. Did you bookmark it in your brain? Uh-huh. Um, well, Oh, what things that come, yeah, that come into our lives that we are trying to have an ends to, um, 
what I was going to add to that similar idea is that the foundation of Jesus says that we don't need anything else. If you're on a concrete slab and even all the wood particles around you or whatever it is you built on it crumbles, that concrete slab will still hold you up. Mm-hmm. Even if that's all you have left, you've chosen yeah. correctly. That's a good that's point. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. So many times, uh, just recently, right before we left Olympia, um, an apartment building went up in flames. Brand new apartment building, hadn't even been finished yet. It was almost fully completed. And it was, you know, destroyed. Anything that would burn was gone. And not only so much, it scarred the buildings around it, wow. melted signage. Yeah. It was just, it was a mess. And, um, but the apartment building is almost finished again. But you know what? It's being built on the exact same foundation. Oh, interesting. It's being built. Okay. And none of the concrete, it was two floors of concrete. And all of it was standing when mm. the fire was over with. It was colored. You know, I mean, black was colored. Yeah. It had been, there was tainted different shades of color. Right. It was tainted of flame. But they, they cleaned it off as best they could. They tested the concrete to make sure it was still in good shape. And that was, Isn't so they just rebuilt. Yeah. And I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that God has given us that? A building material that's literally made from rock, mm-hmm. but that we can... Sometimes it's more stable because we kind of. Well, it's interesting because it's made from rock and sand. Um, (laughs) But the mixture. Not rock. Yeah, the mixture. I now confess I really have very little understanding of how concrete concrete is made. Um, And if you're not, if you're listening, I'm looking at the camera with pining eyes, going, "I'm a fool to even try to explain this." Um, It's a foundational material that works. Yeah. Well, it's it's a rock-based material, and so. And here's here's the thing to now to take those two things, and we're going to talk a little bit about this on Sunday night. Um, if you think people don't know what you believe, you're fooling yourself, because what you do says what you believe. Okay, this and, is a good segue. I have something to add. Or you, you probably want to keep no, that. No, I was going to say that um, it's an old axiom. We used to um, have. Uh, we learned, I think we learned when we were young. Henry Blackaby had a thing called Experiencing God, and he said that a lot. And, the, you know, what you do says what you believe about God. Yeah, it doesn't um, matter what actually comes out of your mouth. Yeah, you can all day long. And how many people do you know that tell you, you know, let's just make it not about God for a second. If a man walks, if I walked into a room full of people and a cricket match is on the game, and I sit there and I try to pretend like I know what cricket is, <laughs> There's not going to be a period of time too long that passes before people are looking at me going, dude, you're a poser. Um, and if you don't believe me, check, I think, the second to last season of uh, as The Big Bang Theory. There was a whole <laughs> section on that where it became real clear that one person in the room was like, I don't know what I'm talking about. And so, you know, and, and so in anything in life, if I go into a mechanic shop um, and I start trying to talk, uh, and we just started RVing. So same thing. There's all kinds of terms. I'm talking to my friend Ben about, you know, and I'm going, hey, we're boondocking. And Ben's like, that means nothing to me. And I go, I know because you don't know what boondocking is. But just a month ago, I didn't know what boondocking was either. And so. Well, and it's a similar thing to, um, uh, lost a train of thought. Oh, I apologize. The Bible. No, that's fine. The Bible talks about, you don't even have to say things. A lot of times, the least you say, the more people see you as wise. But they ultimately see exactly like you just said, what Mm -hmm. you believe through your actions. You don't have to use words. And that's one of the famous quotes from, was it St. Francis that said, um, uh, 
be a Christian or whatever, if necessary, use words or, or spare, share the gospel. Oh, share the gospel, use words if, if necessary. necessary. One thought that I have that's a great parallel for that is I was trying to write this morning my thoughts on two distinct Elizabeths. Ah, and, because the queen. Well, so we know that Queen Elizabeth II just passed away yesterday. She's uh, reigned longer than any other monarch, from what I understood, in the entire world. And um, has just kind of had a, a humble in the background existence. We've we've seen her as stable, and most of us have never known any right. other and royalty. Very little about it, other than those English people have had a queen. And if I, you're don't not think, I don't think I disagree years, with well, you. I think what if you're I'm not saying over is, sixty-five, you didn't, you don't know anything. Well, we about don't know that, any either. other monarch um, having so close a relationship. But what I was going to say was, but she's been in the background kind of, you've known of her, you've seen her quite a bit. Mm, you hear mm -hmm. stories and rumors of different royalty issues, whatever, but very little about herself, unless you go and explore her life and understanding oh, about. Okay. But what I thought was fascinating from that is, upon her death, this last couple of days, we've heard quite a bit of who she was. And all they can say about her is no scandal. She's had nothing she never set her that has wrong. anything, yeah, nothing to have accused her, nothing to have dis, um, what, what would be there? Disgraced yeah, her. disgraced the royal uh, line or royal smudged the name duty that she held, the the name she held, the the position, whatever. Mm -hmm. That is incredible to me. But what is more incredible is all they can attribute to is her faith. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's, yeah, that's, that's, and, and that was, there was an Anglican minister talking about that we saw on television last night. And, and, um, there's, it, to go back to, to go back to the black, the black be exact quote, and just how you live your life is a testimony of what you believe about God. Yeah. So to what you're saying or referencing with, with her is that her life was lived in a way and that it made a testimony that she was rooted in something right, deeper right. than just a royalty. That's lineage. what I'm saying. It wasn't I don't know that we so much knew loyalty that about to a her. crown. You never heard her preach. You, you saw several times she met with Billy Graham. It looked like um, he was uh, proud of those moments to get in the meet her and talk to her, but you didn't hear that from her mouth. However, to have not had one accusation in a negative light for, toward her marriage, toward anything that has, uh, could, so many people could have torn her down, you know, ripped to shreds mm -hmm. the royalty somewhat through her. Has, to not have that, it made me quote, or it made me um, see uh, a truth, I, I feel like anyway, in Second Peter, and I wrote it down this morning because it just stood, stood out to me. Um, Second Peter three, fourteen. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, and it's talking about the end of time and how um, a thousand years is like a day to God and a day a thousand years, but we're all watching for His appearing. Whatever, be diligent to be found by Him without spot or blemish, and at peace. Mm -hmm. And that's what you think of when you think of Elizabeth. You think of her smiling. You think of her peaceful nature. She. I'm the the funny thing about that is you know she didn't was not without stress and and probably many mistakes according to her if you would have you know interviewed her have you ever made any mistakes or you know had sin in your life of course she, she would, would say you know but what you got from her like you just said her actions outwardly were peaceful and it has to have been that she when she first made one of the clips you see on um, the um 
uh, airing of some of you know her past things are of her making that vow to her country. And it was to God to hold up, to give her life up mm. for her country, for for God, country, and for her, the people that made that country up that that she felt a part of, not uh, above, yeah. but, a, you know, person. What I was going to say was the other one that stands out to me is Elizabeth from the Bible. Um, it occurred to me that many women who are pregnant and anyone listening that's been pregnant this understands this. This is why I go to the bathroom because you're going to talk to them about <laughs> stuff I don't know anything No, about. I was just going to say, you know when a baby's moving and you mention it to somebody. It's cool, it's moving, baby's moving, whatever. Elizabeth, it wasn't the baby moving. It was... It jumped. And he worshipped. And he was about her savior. It was a fulfilled promise. Not just a baby moving. Mm-hmm. Not just an unborn the fetus. Leapt in not her just womb. a, you know, a blab of tissue or blob of tissue. They go. It was her faith, her deep faith, yeah. that caused Mary, who was now on a chopping block of what in the world do I do? The Holy Spirit says, I'm going to carry this baby and how in the world is anybody going to believe me to go to her. Mary went to her because her faith was that great. Well, and Elizabeth was her cousin, right? So it was, right. There was a, it but was, it was Mary likely went to her she for, was a mentor. There was, to yeah, there was, I was going to say there was, there was something about that family. I mean, in the family connection, there was someone in her, in Mary's life that in that time of distress, mm-hmm. she knew she could go and, be away from her family who very well could have seen it as shame because of the, the virgin nature of her being pregnant before her husband right, right. and her had come together um, to find some comfort or at least a hiding place. But instead she found a rejoicing yeah, that's right. mother to be. Um, well, I wanted to go, the reason I wanted to bring those up is to go all the way back to children. I believe that children like this have some foundation in their life to have said that it's not about them. It's a bigger picture. There is a larger mission mm. than just their own desires and whims and this life is shallow and, you know, take it as it comes. It's instead some sort of foundation that someone has laid for them that that I believe that God is at work here. He has called you to this great thing, whatever it might be. And Elizabeth didn't even know. She was barren for a while. She prayed for God to bless her, but... She didn't even know what her calling would be. Eventually to be the mother of John the Baptist and the aunt, or basically, of Jesus. Pretty big calling. Yeah. But may not have known that early. But when when that happened, she didn't take it with a grain of salt. She saw it as huge and something to be um, held in esteem and, and you know, right. delicately as well as an honor. And I think that was true of Elizabeth II, Queen of England. She did not take that lightly. She took that as a heavy responsibility and yet probably knew it, she was not capable of it. Well, that and goes, yet God put her there. So that, therefore there's a balance. Yeah. You know? That goes to the whole thing that I, with the, the thing, your, how you live your life says what you believe about really anything. That's how we started this podcast. You know, we're going to know who you are by how you live. And, and so what, how you live your life says what you believe about God. And I think... You know, that's true of Elizabeth in, in, in Mary's case, Elizabeth in Mary's case. And that's also true in the Queen's case in the sense that, um, you know, the, the bishop pointed out that she wrote every single Christmas speech that she gave and that Christ was always at the center of it. Now, me being a Christian kind of go, well, it's Christmas. Christ should be at the center of it. And so, but 
then I stop and think about it. I go, but that's not always true in modern times. Right. Christmas is no longer and in, Christmas. Christmas is Santamas. Yeah. And a lot of people. And well, and in leadership, for some reason, leaders want to uh, be tolerant, or they want to have all these things that incorporates everyone and every whatever, so that they wouldn't be specific about Jesus, because Jesus is a defining factor and a and mm-hmm. a and a, um, a divider. Uh, you know divides off the Christian world. We were hearing also that to a large degree, Britain has been the missionary for the entire world, really, mm-hmm. to, to hold up the highest um, order or whatever it would be for a nation who also is a religious, um, like they have chosen a um, Anglican or whatever as their spoken religion, right? So different from the United States, which was born out of men who loved God, who wanted people to be free to worship, not to have a uh, an oppressive type uh, state over that and decide for them. But the bottom line with that is men are free to choose, then men are going to go it their own way. And that's mm. what's happening right now is we have that toggle between that, although I feel people called back to it. You, right. can, you can hear this instability cause it causes people to wonder what is the stability and it it comes back to most all of rural america but, yeah but there needs to be a guide because right. you exactly. know an instability without a guide i i was i was um the you're talking about we're talking about elizabeth's plural elizabeth's mm-hmm. um and they're, they're they're both of them had a rudimentary faith i mean one was too old to have a child one was too young and un, unmarried to have a child but yet both were pregnant with um, a divine assignment in their womb, um, which neither of them would have completely understood. Um, I mean, Elizabeth saw her son die early and young and in a terrible way, and so did Mary. Um, but their children, they, 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 they were walking with and believing God, even though there were people around them who may have had a negative thing to say. Now, in Elizabeth's case, as an old woman having a child, you know, we know today and the modern science has taught us that if you're over 40 and you're pregnant, well, then, you know, there's a chance that, that oh, autism yeah. is going to come and it's a bad thing. Oh, no, so it's, um, why would anyone, Down syndrome, yeah. just bad things. Right. And, um, and because your body's no longer. Well, but, so that's another point. Fear would be. This is what I'm getting at here, because yeah. I think that rolling back to the idea of of having that foundation that's in, in, in cement in the in rock mm-hmm. is and plan is, versus control and how we live our <laughs> lives. Right. When you begin to, first off, we said, if you want to control everything and it has to go just the way you want it to go, then your roots in you, you're not in something, you're not in something solid. You're Sandy. There's another distraction out there. That's everybody else who might disagree yeah. with your plan. Exactly. Um, now if the whole people, including wise people are disagreeing with you, maybe a reval or something some you things. might want to ask, but, <laughs> But when I say of whole people, the only ones you cared about were the ones that were wise. Because we do want wise counsel, right? right. But in Mary and in Elizabeth's case, there was no... They were kind of standing They were kind of on their own. But so there is that rare event. But they had event. the whole but, scripture. But we live in a world where the, the, the person, the people... Okay, I was... Let's, let's go back to the Bible again. Saul, the first king of Israel, mm-hmm. he tells Samuel... When he comes to say, why did you do this on your own? And he said, because I was concerned that the men would not follow me or they might rise up and kill me. There was a, there was a, yeah. a, a fear of 
an unrealized or recognized, there, there was no real reason for him to be afraid, but he was afraid because it didn't go as it had always gone and exactly as, as he thought it should go. And so as a result of that, he kind of threw away his life mm. um, in that moment. And Does the Lord take pleasure in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as are in you obeying over, you the Lord? Well, I was going to reference it later anyway, so you can tell the rest of the story. Uh, well, Look, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to pay attention is better than the yeah, God that's the, I spent a whole day writing on the paying attention part. <laughs> um, because it wasn't that he didn't pay attention. He did most of, <laughs> of what it was. But, I mean, if you do most of what you need to do, and not all of it. You didn't pay attention. Um, yeah, good example. Something. Yeah, a good example. Of that would be the speedboat races we were talking about yesterday, where a bunch of boats. We've never been to a speedboat race before. We went to the speedboat race, and all the boats got in the water. We were like, well, first we watched these sick twelve-year-olds run around in these speedboat go-kart kind of looking things, um, really <laughs> fast, like sixty-five mile an hour on the water. That's kind of crazy. They're zipping around. Then the big boats got out, and they were zipping, and, they, and then one boat got out and he gassed it, and it just kept dying, and he gassed it, and it just kept dying. No matter how hard he went, that boat could not rev up. Afterwards, we saw him throw something in the air in frustration on the dock and heard someone say something. So I said, what's going on? And he said he didn't take off his carburetor cover. Now, if you don't know anything about engines, and I don't, <laughs> but I do know this carburetor cover, the carburetor is where all the air goes in. And when you hit your gas pedal, it sucks in air in order to feed the fire to cause the explosions in the chambers to make right. the boat go or your car go or anything that runs on an engine. So the carburetor covers on there, every time it tried to breathe, something was putting its hand over its mouth, basically, yeah. so you couldn't breathe. That's and so oxygen. that one, uh, everything else, they put the boat in the water, they put gas in it, they did all the things they needed to do, but because they didn't do that one detail, they didn't pay attention to yeah. that one detail, he didn't race. Yeah. And, and I, he was disqualified from right. the race. And when you stop to think about that for a second, that's what is being told yeah. to Saul. You say, and he did a whole lot of things. He, he things. did everything God told him to do except for the most important things, which the Bible actually records later on, generations later, comes back to haunt Israel. Yeah. Um, the thing that's important here is that because he did not pay attention to all the details, it destroyed his ministry, his kingdom. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we need to understand that, uh, again, not in a controlling manner. Because if you're trying to control and all the details that you lay out there. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it depends on which details you're attentive to. what matters. To. <laughs> what are the details that matter? In Your this case, what did God tell him to do? And what God told him to do was to, to annihilate entirely the yeah. thing. And he didn't. He annihilated almost entirely, kept a trophy or two. And the trophies got him in trouble Eek. and got Israel in trouble later on. And so that's what I'm getting at. Um, yeah, the, the attentiveness... Um, the Bible in Proverbs 2 talks about receiving God's words and treasuring up his commands and making your ear attentive to wisdom. So you were just talking about getting the right counsel, having the right um, people around us. But when we're needing to stand on our own and it feels a little bit more like an Elizabeth and Mary kind of situation or um, when you when you feel like you've got then then you've got the word of God planted in your heart. That is your foundation. That's what we believed about leading children and leading a family. That's right. what you and I had decided early on needed to be in their mind and heart. No matter where that came from, no matter what uh, what method was used, that's where it needed to start. Because this Proverbs 2 says, because making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. If you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, 
then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. We know that then the rest of that scripture even talks about, then you're going to understand righteousness and justice. You're going to understand equity, even the word is there. Every good path for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion. And um, the bottom line is when you start children there, then the things that come their way, they can make decisions that are wise as they go, you have mm-hmm. well, to that, yeah, plan, absolutely. like That's we were the saying, for the saying. end be, first. Exactly. Be prepared means giving the, your children the tools that they need so that when that fluid world in front of them, that ch- ever-changing environment in front of them changes, comes at them then they have the skills changes. to get through it. it. It's not about, now, do they need math? Yeah, of course. Do they need, you know, the writing skills? That's Those are tools, but those are tools. You know, that, yeah, they're just it's tools. tools to handle life as it goes forward, to communicate, to, to, um, well, to solve problems, Well, because the problem is, like you're saying, education these days has taken on a wrong, a completely wrong definition. So those things are tools and they're helpful, but they're not the actual education. Yeah, and I think what's... The worldview is the actual we're in a, education. We're in a rough time in our country, in our world. Um, in this generation where we're not teaching people um, critical thinking. We're teaching people how to think in a monolithic kind of way that's not necessarily godly. That's what's coming in our in our, in our cultural sector. Well, One of the things that was being said yesterday about the Queen was, you know, that England, England is a is a um, Christian country um, and uh, and tolerant of all, but Christian. Primarily. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, what's important there is not so much is to say that the principles that are the foundational principles of this country have to be what the, the and it goes, let me go back to this again. If you are not understanding that the fear of the Lord That's is the beginning of say. wisdom. That's what the Proverbs 2 tells us. That they got. understood that. That, 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 the, the, that there, the are, there are parameters. There's a fence, if you will, in which we live and operate. And without that fence, there's lots of room to run in the fenced area. But if you try to if you try to walk, it's let me, let me, better than fence. There's an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Americans, people in China on the other side of the world, if you dig a hole, right? You come out in China, um, and so I don't know, that's what I thought when I was a kid. Uh, but people on the other side of the world, as long as we um, function within the atmosphere, we all function in the atmosphere to do different things. But if we go out in space, like we are, we're not equipped for it. We're outside the atmosphere. We can't survive without some external means. So we live our lives within the atmosphere. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The atmosphere the Lord provides for us. And we can function within that. But that's the foundation. You have to understand without that atmosphere of um, environment, uh, environments, about another term for it too, because we're like in a smoky environment right now. It's also well, not good for you. But And what we, we've heard the term worldview. That's really the best way. Because if you see the world through the fear of the Lord, and know that he is the author of life and he is the the um, order of your steps, then the plans you make will take that into consideration. You won't be a control. It won't be about control. It'll be, mm-hmm. I've made my plans, but God's going to order my steps. He's going to bring in front of me, mom and I were even talking this morning, the tests that are going to prove that. They're going to, it's going to, there's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some craziness that isn't things I could have, determined or figured out before or right. even you know predicted but 
the fear of the Lord is going to say, but God's still in charge and he loves me, number one. But also, I I am at his mercy, just like Job yeah. said. I, Jeremiah. Know, yeah, that that even though um, he slay me, yet I will praise him because he's the ultimate. I am not. I'm under him. And I will live my life according to what he's planned and, and pray for his protection and his grace. So good. So that true. I will do because he's told me to. I, one of the things I, I thought was interesting, and we need to kind of wrap up here. We've been at this for a little while, and, and um, it's always fun um, to to find out that we have, uh, Tanya and I, you know, we don't think we have a whole lot to say until we sit down, and that's not true. We have a lot to say. Um, but wrap this up with this thought. When your life is influenced first and foremost um, and by your understanding that there is God, a creator, the fear of the Lord at the beginning of the wisdom. Leaning not and that is, your that is your, and that's the concrete of your life. It's not, you have know, three, five, and six, right? Uh, right? Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding. Um, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So if we if we understand that's the concrete, then no matter how our house gets burned down, we can rebuild. Amen. We've not burned our house down yet, I don't think. A few times we burned, we burned a garage or two maybe. Not his, in real life, that was protection. metaphor. Stay with the metaphor. <laughs> um, but I, I think uh, when your life becomes influenced by the loudest voice in the room, the naysayers, this is what, you know, the Twitter sphere, whatever, when that becomes your, your priority, if you're listening to people who are hopeless, then you're finding a source that is going to destroy everything you are. Yeah. And what Saul did in the desert was he feared for the hopeless ones that might turn against him. They didn't have Twitter back then, but he may have heard a few people in the camp when he wandered through that day going, when's the king going to take us to battle? I don't know why we haven't gone. We just, I don't know if we should do it. If, they over, if he overheard those things, and rather than being a king and saying, we're going to follow God, he became a coward and made his own decisions. And the result of that was he lost everything. So, so thankfully, the Elizabeths that we talked about didn't do that. They didn't they do that. And they God, stood and with even in the little. middle of really difficult things, including yeah. Elizabeth II has faced a lot of things, including wars. She said she's seen several wars. Yeah, I think we're going to get the privilege um, in the memorializing of her over the next several weeks of, of learning a lot more about Ameri us Americans, learning a lot more about the Queen than we realized. And I pray um, for her family and the royal mm -hmm. family as they grieve her loss, but even more so. Um, that they will find her faith because I, I, I worry yeah. that they don't that they may not understand that. That's what I pray. Yeah. I also pray Jesus that those who would seek to be smudged in the memory of a woman who lived. And I, I, let me just say this one thing about the rule. She lived and she's the longest known ruler in English history. The length of your rule is determined by God. Yeah. And so she was given that because she was able to be trusted. God saw that she was able to be trusted with that trust. And so um, she treated it that way and got us. I mean, she, this is a woman who stood with Winston Churchill in World War II. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's about when she started. And it, it's pretty amazing when you stop to think, wow, mm -hmm. this this and there's so many things that have happened between now and then. All right. Uh -huh. With that being said, anything we need Thank to say? Oh, we're working on a new website, a new place to find us a little more easily. So um Pray for us. Pray for, pray for me to, to figure out. And trying to figure out how to work on the road with a regular constant thing and flow and live in a small house, tiny house, <laughs> um, a rolling tiny house, or what we refer to as an earthquake on wheels, which we've discovered is an earthquake. I may never have felt an earthquake in California, but I've felt one every day now when I go for a ride. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next time on Ask Mom and Dad.
Bye-bye. Bye. I keep on